I'm Scott Abraham from ABC7 in Washington, D.C. You know who it is. Travis Thomas Experience. This is Eric Edholm of Yahoo Sports. This is Mitch Tischler. This is Al Galdi, and you're listening to The Big Douglas Show. All right, this is The Big Douglas Show. And my guest today from the Bleeding Burgundy podcast is Keith Gray. Keith, what's happening? Hey, man. I appreciate you having me on the show, and uh, it's going to be good times. Always, always. Uh, you know, I there is an asundry of names I would have had to start calling you with your titles if I had gone through a full introduction. Let's start with the fan ambassador. Really cool. Congratulations. I know you must be pumped. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I'm pumped. Uh, you know, uh, you know the whole that whole situation was just crazy how it came about. You know, first of all, it took people to even you know put me through the process to you know. So for folks to think that I would be a good you know representative of the fans, you know, that kind of felt good. And then having my interview with Joey, I mean, it was a quick interview, but uh, really got a, a little bit of an idea of the expectations of this program and then being able to interview him, you know, last night on, on our pod really kind of opened the door and is given the ability for fans to understand what this program is actually about. You know, everyone thinks that, you know, we're going to be the, you know, ultimate decision makers when it comes to certain things with this team. And that's not the case. What we are is people who are reaching out to you guys, right? All of us fans, and we're taking notes, you know, for our perspective categories that we're in. There's seven categories and we're taking notes. And then we're bringing these notes to quarterly meetings uh, with um, Joey, who's the vice president of guests. I say guest services, but I, I believe it's actually guest experience. Either way, um, we're bringing these notes to him and we're discussing, you know, and uh, it's just a huge opportunity to be a part of something different when this team has been disconnected from fans for over the years. It is such a breath of fresh air to get some, you know, some kind of connection. And it's going to be my goal, uh, I think, you know, as the ambassador to my perspective category, which is community. And I don't know exactly what all that involves. I'll know uh, next Wednesday, you know. To, like I said, be able to reach out on Twitter and Facebook and, you know, talk to the fans, you know, uh, about what it is that we're going to do and get their opinions collectively, you know. And even if those opinions don't fit my narrative, that's not what this is about. It's really about collecting the ideas behind the fans and bringing it to the team themselves. And I think that's a fantastic idea. I do too. How many do you know? How so, many fan ambassadors that there are? Yeah, so... Um, <sighs> don't hold me don't hold me uh yeah yeah don't throw me through the grave on this one uh but i believe it is going to be uh five each category so that's what 35 35 seven categories yeah so yeah. i believe it's going to be five fan ambassadors per category that's going to you know represent and go from there so they didn't really get into to specifics but i kind of picked up on that last night when uh we were talking to joey on the pod yeah well, congratulations, man. I, I know when the team has done these things, there'll be a certain amount of people that poo-poo it and throw it off. And they have. Um, that, that happened with the uh, with the last round of voting that they did. Um, but, man, I think it's awesome. And, um, and it's a cool idea, you know. 
Yeah, and uh, you know, to clarify, this has nothing to do with the team name. I get a lot of people that are like, "Well, make sure that they know Warriors." First of all, they don't care about what my opinion is yeah, when yeah, it comes yeah. to the team name. That's going to be collective in so many different ways. This is more of, this is more of just, uh, you know, culinary. I, I'm not going to be able to name them all off, but culinary. There's two different types of communities. There's fashion. There's culture. There. Yeah, yeah. It's the kind I, of a way for fans to to meet and understand other fans, right, and give perspective, and yep. and then the team can try to make the experience not just on game day, but throughout the week. Better, sure, right? sure. Yeah. And the idea behind it is we're just one large focus group. I mean, if we're going to sit on Twitter sure. all day long and argue about Chase Young not showing up to OTAs, you know, why not? You know, put put feelers out there and let you know everyone have a voice. And like I said, you know, I have no problem taking notes, you know, and uh, you know, bringing it. But it, it, it that's what it's going to be. It's just one large focus group. They know that that they can't physically reach out to everyone on Twitter. So what they can do though is you know select representatives that can, and collectively you're going to have a lot of information, you know. Uh, from the fan ambassadors that are actually coming from the fans. And so that's the biggest part about this whole thing. And, and so the way that I'm going to proceed through this is I want as many people that communicate with me on Twitter to uh, feel like that they're going to have a voice and I'm damn sure going to make sure that they, they have one for sure. All right. Now the other big news you have, you were telling me before the show started and I did not know this. So I'm excited that maybe we're, debuting something here on the show but you will be a hog farmer is that right yeah man i'm telling you um i wasn't expecting the announcement to be made today uh but i'm super excited that they decided to uh, do so um for the past month i've been behind the scenes helping them out kind of understanding their structure understanding what it is that they do and determining whether i can commit 100 percent to it because it's not going to be easy especially with me living in new jersey so you know, we had many conversations, but they approached me. And to be honest, you know, I was shocked because a lot of people have the perception of the hog farmers as being, you know, raw, raw fans. And, you know, let, let's be honest. I mean, it's for a charity organization. Are they going to, you know, trash players and, and do some of the things that, you know, we okay. all do, you know, may do on Twitter? No, they're not going to because they, they have to represent themselves, uh, you know, especially now that they are a legit charity organization they have to represent themselves professionally i mean they are helping families who have children you know pediatric cancer so you know no one wants to see a bunch of you know beer drinking chugging liquor you know and just acting a fool like it's a professional thing that they're doing now and so people may wonder well why would they invite the troll in like this guy has done nothing but troll for years and you know it just doesn't seem like it's a fit and, you know, the funny thing is, is I don't have to change who I am, you know, and that was the first thing that was told to me was, you know, we don't want you changing who you are, you know, just look at yourself as an adult and no, you know, and I told them, I said, uh, you know, I'll look at myself as an adult and I'll know when I can and I'll know when I can't, you know, that's what we all do with anything in life, you know, so uh, that's just the way that I see it. So when it comes down to, am I a perfect fit? Well, I'm not the rah-rah fit because I'm, I'm telling you the team loses. You're going to see me on Twitter and, and, and everyone's going to feel what I'm saying. You know, just like when people get mad as well, I feel what they're saying too. I'm not going to change that. You know, if you suck, you suck. 
But if you're doing sure. well, then you're going to get praise. And I'm, I'm always going to keep that same mentality, but I can clean some stuff up. You know, I don't need to, <clears throat> excuse me. I don't need to cuss people out. I don't need to argue with people on Twitter anymore. Like those days are done, you know? So when they approached me with the idea behind this, it was more of what can I do to be a role model for my kids? I've always wanted to help. I've helped in different ways, even on Twitter. It was, what can I do though, that my kids can see that, Hey, my dad, you know, when my time on earth is up, what are my kids going to say about me? Cause right now the only thing they can say, yeah, he was a great dad. Yeah. He took us places. What did I do though? That made an impact. And that's kind of where my mindset was, is I'm more in, I more want to help make an impact in other people's lives. And since they opened the door for me to do this, absolutely 100% I'm in. So, uh, you know, I'm going to stick with it and give the commitment and, and do what I can. And, you know, people make fun of, uh, and I'll bring this up too. I've seen it before in the past. People make fun of, you know, their get up, right? The, the bibs and stuff like that. I'll look goofy any day and not care because at the end sure. of the day, it's for those kids. So yeah. that means that I'm in, you know, looking goofy. Did you see me at draft? Did you see what I was wearing at draft okay. day? Does if day. Yeah. If anyone thinks that I care about <laughs> the way I yeah. look in front of people, they're sadly mistaken. So, you know, uh, I, and even with that, I can be me, you know, they're like, no, you don't have to have the hard hats. You don't have to do, you know, the whole nine, you can, you know, wear some of our stuff and, you know, still become you. And that's what I'm going to do. So if I have to break out the John Riggins wig again and, and become a, a John Riggins hog farmer, then that's what I'm going to do. You know, so that's the fun part about this whole thing. And uh, I'm just here now, basically, like I said, to, to change the some of the perception on some of the naysayers, because like I said, for the past month, I've seen the hard work that they put in for those kids and not one time in that hard work where they're like, Ooh, we're doing this for perks and privileges. Yeah. Get out of here. It's not even for that. So I, I, I definitely want to bring their behind the scenes to light. And that's what I'm going to do because two guys started this along with another guy, but uh, the two guys that are currently, you know, there, Chris and Jeff, they started this. I'm not going to embarrass them, but I do want people to know the reasoning behind why they started this organization to begin with. Well, there is no more noble a cause than childhood cancer. It's near and dear to my heart. We lost a dear family friend, Trevor Blake, some years ago to childhood wow. cancer. So I, I love the work that they do, and I'm proud of you for getting in there and in doing with them. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you. I know I'm long-winded about it, but no, it's, it's just important. I love it. Yeah, it's important. It's just a, it's a passionate thing that I've always wanted to do, but how I carried myself on Twitter for, you know, a few years, wasn't going to, you know, give me that opportunity. And, you know, through the years I've evolved, you know, as a person I've evolved at, you know, saying, instead of making enemies, let's make friends, you know, because at the end of the day, you know, if I'm at these games, these are people that I want to hang out with. Why not? I'm talking to them every day. So you know, but I'm still going to be goofy. I'm still going to do stupid stuff and say stupid stuff. And people are going to, you know, uh, get on me about it. And I'm fine with that. You know, that's just the way I want, but you know, I can be a nice troll and that's the way I'm going to do it. All right. Let's get to some on the field stuff. I told you we'd start yep. each Friday here on the show. We'll break down a different position group this week. We'll do wide receivers. Let's uh, so we know Terry McLaurin is making the roster. Wait, we know the three. Okay. Samuel. And then, yeah. 
And so what I'm suggesting is Humphreys uh, is the odd man out. You'll have Harmon on, Gandy Golden on, Cam Sims on the team, uh, the two new guys, and McLaurin. Do you see it that way? I mean, I could see it, definitely see it going that way. I think that uh, – I don't think I it's – I figured they'll keep six wide receivers. Yeah, yeah. Um, I could definitely see it going, you know, going that way for sure. Uh, my concern, and I said this a week ago, but now I might change that opinion based upon, you know, uh, Kelvin Harmon's quote. But I almost kind of felt like if Hel- Kelvin Harmon wasn't at 100%, you know, by camp um, – chances are that might be a a surprise cut um, if he's not healthy and only based upon health and not actual his actual skill set but from the quote that I read yesterday he's saying he's 100% healthy and ready to go so you know okay I don't know uh, they they could start him on um, IR I guess yeah if he's not healthy they could but I don't know that there's enough there to want to hold on to him, especially when you have all these other receivers. Now I could be totally way off base here. You know, I'm just saying yeah, ultimately, yeah. ultimately, if you're looking for a surprise cut, that to me would be a, a surprise cut, uh, but an understandable one, maybe um, in the sense, but it's crowded back there. So there's going to be heavy competition. Yeah. That's what I said. Again, it's Terry McLaurin, Deami Brown camp. I think camp Sims is a lock. The yeah. coaching staff has kind of shown that if you, if we give you an opportunity and you take advantage of it, then, you know, we'll keep you around. I feel like he did that last year. And the opposite of that is Steven Sims Jr. Yeah. Like I expected a big year from him last year. and We just didn't get it. I think it's going to be hard for him to find a place on the team. I agree. I agree. I mean, I'm, you know, to be surprised. I mean, I'm just, for some reason, he always finds his way there. You know, um, but yet we haven't seen we haven't really seen results that he should be, you know, so um, I agree with truthfully. That's what I think is going to happen is he's going to, you know, make an exit out. Yeah, because they gave him every opportunity to take the starting uh, slot role and they brought in Adam Humphreys. Now, again, I don't think Adam Humphreys is going to make the team either. This is easily the most talent we've had in the wide receiver room since I don't know. It's been a long time. It's been a I long guess time. Deshaun, maybe Deshaun and uh, Pierre Garcon. Yeah, yeah. For a couple of years, that was pretty good receiving room. Yeah, but even though that seems like ages ago, uh, it it is ages ago. Yeah, for sure. Uh, all right, so. Let's move on to this little game I've been playing called oh boy. Tell Me I'm Crazy. I, I wrote a couple of lines down here. Tell me what you think. Okay. Call me crazy, but Landon Collins is a surprise cut this year. Can't do it. Can't do it. I've been saying this whole time that Landon Collins doesn't want to he doesn't want to free up his spot and, you know, and, and move around, uh, you know, to a linebacker type position. He's not willing to make any changes. And so he's also, he's not, you know, Ron Rivera didn't bring him in. And so he's on this large contract. I feel like he's going to play minimal snaps. 
uh, we've seen this song and dance before. I think he's just going to continue to to be unhappy. And I think that it's just not if we're talking culture change and we're focused on that, I, I can't see Ron Rivera wanting to keep him on the team, to be honest. So we're paying him a lot of money to, you know, take small percentage snaps. So I just I can't call you crazy on that one. I, I'm I'm thinking that that's almost possibly going to happen. That's my brothers. I I totally disagree. I I think Collins is around for another year. Um, Jesus. (laughs) But I love the question because I because I think I think you're not wrong. I mean, you're not necessarily wrong there. I I think that does have a high possibility of happening. I just think he was playing well. The the problem is, what was it? The Achilles that went on him. Mm -hmm. If he loses any, that that's the only problem is that they think he's lost his stuff. because they've, they've got a decent uh, room back there now. Yeah, I think that Coach I, – I, I think that if they did decide to keep him on, it's because, you know, Coach is going to be, you know, uh, real transparent with the plan for him. And, you know, m- maybe if he goes out there and he does his thing and, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm in my head right now. I'm just trying to, to find ways. I do think <sighs> – I can't change it. I got to stay. I, I, I feel like, I feel like he's going to get cut if Ron is transparent about the game plan for him and it's going to go by reaction. You know, how's he going to react? How's he going to feel about it? Cause uh, he's not going to be the main guy like he was when he first came in. So I don't know. I really think this is going to play a role, you know, as far and he, as, and he may end up starting on the, on the IR. I haven't really heard much about how his, rehab is going yeah i haven't uh, followed with it but i but i think in a defense is going to have a lot of safeties on the field he may still have opportunities the, the odd thing is they've got everett starting at camp i know this is just like a little mini deal but i thought that was interesting they had everett at free safety again yeah i think camp is going to tell a whole lot too you know and it'll be a little bit easier to to you know see how he is on, you know, on the field, if, if he can actually go out there and, you know, depending on yeah. his injury and that type of stuff. So I don't know. There's, there's a lot of factors there. There's a lot of things that tell me it wouldn't make sense to cut him. Then there's a few things that says, well, does he fit in with what we're currently, you know, what the team is currently trying to do. So it could go both ways in my the, opinion. The, I think the biggest savings for him comes the year after. Yeah. All right. Call me crazy, but. By midseason, St. Juice is playing on the boundary, and they've and they've kicked Fuller inside to nickel. I can't call you crazy on that either. There's a lot of people high on on St. Juice right now, which is the team is real high on St. Juice. Yeah, you know, and in the beginning when when he was drafted, I had no idea who he was, so I actually you know had to go do a little bit of research. And you know, I I don't really talk about a lot of things that I don't know. This is a this part is a category where I'd say I'm probably not the best at giving any kind of analysis. But from reading what other people were saying on Twitter, they're actually pretty high on him. I'm just I'm tempered to be on that same page with them because. Oh, Washington football team fans tend to be high on everyone, <laughs> you know? So, yes. Yes. so I, I, I want to, you know, keep it down, but now I couldn't call you crazy because I could see that happen based upon some of the stuff that I've read. Yeah. Jim Nagy, who is the head of the senior bowl uh, is high on St. Yep. Juice. So 
let's see. Antonio Gibson's turf tone is a big deal. Have you heard? Uh, have you seen what's going on with this thing? No, I haven't. I mean, when when <clears throat> when did it start? Like last year. Last year. Okay. That's the injury that sidelined him last year. Oh, I thought we were talking about this is a new injury now. Like no, it, no, like he re-injured he, it. He he ref- well, I or it just lingered. Okay, gotcha. He didn't want to have. I guess you can have surgery on this thing, and he opted not to. Okay. Ah. And and he's wearing like a metal plate. They put a metal plate in the uh, in the end of the the shoe, so the toe doesn't move. Uh, and apparently he said he's still like working through load management on the toe. So, well, what's the, I mean, as far as the injury last year and then coming this year, if he opted to not have surgery, um, what's going to, what's going to be the difference? I mean, he, he, he missed, he missed games. So could that very well happen, you know, this year, if we're choosing not to have surgery? Yeah, that that's, uh, that's my concern. Yeah, yeah. Is that uh, is he's complaining already? I don't know because we definitely don't have great depth at the running back spot. We we have the right people in place, the you know the role playing running backs to do what they need yeah. to do, but we don't have anyone that I feel that can replace Gibson. No, and and that's what surprises me. It, it's it's what I guess gives me hope that that injury isn't as bad as it may seem. Because other than adding Patterson, the undrafted free agent, right, they didn't draft anybody, right. And the one unique thing about this staff, which I appreciate, is that they have appeared to be proactive, right? All the staffs, it feels like, in the front office the years previous, something happens and then they go try to fix it. These guys feel like they've got a plan in place and come in case something terrible happens, like Antonio Gibson not being a premier running back because people around the league expect him to be big business. Right, right. Well, I guess too, like I'd be interested to know why he elected, you know, who was talking to him, why he would elect to not have surgery. You know what I mean? Like, what were the conversations behind closed doors that would you know, give him the you know, opinion. I mean, is it because it would have put him out and he might have been, you know, on IR, you know, for some part of, you know, the season, you know, that type of deal. So it's just interesting to know, like when these guys get injured like this, you know, what's their reasoning behind their decision making? Yeah, I mean, some guys just don't want to get cut if they don't have to. But but I remember way back when the injury happened, I was talk. I talked to Doc Walker the next day, and he was saying, "Just, I mean, it's ridiculous. You can cut the last two toes off, mm-hmm. just not have them. But all of the skill, agility, and mobility comes through the toe, the big toe, right? And without it, you know, it's funny. A D, Shaq's career ended because of the big toe. They mm-hmm. just couldn't get the big toe right. Uh, so that's that's the difference there. And, I, and I'm not sure who told him." You know, don't do that. Maybe they had expected, you know, with with treatment, yeah, and and training, it, it was going to get right. And and we don't, I guess we don't know if maybe something happened recently and there was a setback. But I heard him talking the other day from camp, and he was kind, of, it, you know, he was 
waffling like yeah it's good now i'm good to go eh, with treatment you know i'm still getting treatment on it, and it yeah well that's what you know I, I knew that that happened last year but i'm thinking coming into you know this year coming into ot i didn't realize you know i i thought he was 100 healthy so now if we're starting to talk about this you know lingering i don't even know if it was lingering he probably felt healthy and then you know you're getting out there you know, doing certain things and now it's, you know, re-aggravating, you know, um, the injury. I don't know. So it's crazy to me, but we don't have, I mean, if he goes out, we're, we don't, I don't, I don't think we have anyone yeah, that can, can fit. A couple of dudes and an undrafted free agent. That's what I mean. Just guys, that, again, I call them role-playing guys. You know, they come yeah. in that's, you know, specific plays, but we don't have a guy that can carry the load. So I don't know. That'll be interesting. Call me crazy, Brandon Sheriff signs a massive deal before the season starts. Yeah, you're crazy. That ain't happening. I don't think the guy likes to be here. I don't think he wants to be here. Um, again, I don't want to pretend like I'm some insider, but you know, I do talk to some check, check marks behind the scenes, and it, I, I do get information, some of it that I'll hold back because it's just pointless. And to call you crazy – um, you know, Scherf stayed after Scherf absolutely hated Bruce Allen. Okay. So if Bruce Allen would have remained, Scherf was gone. When coach Rivera came in, Scherf said, all right, I'm going to, you know, play a year with this guy. I want to see, you know, what this guy's going to do type of deal. Um, and yet we're still in the same position moving into Ron's, you know, second year. And I know that the reports are out there and, you know, Again, when I I read the quotes, to me, these quotes are something any player would say when they're in this type of situation. At the end yeah. of the day, Sheriff is collecting his money, right? And he, he doesn't care how he's going to do it. He's pulling the Kirk Cousins move, in my opinion. And I think when it's all said and done, I think he wants out. You know, I, I don't think he wants to be here. But again, you watch his videos, you know, where they're interviewing him his attitude reflects differently. So I could be a hundred percent wrong. said those exact same things. Hey, I was at an event, right? A 106.7 event uh, that Grant and Danny held that had Kirk cousins there and Kirk cousins said all the beautiful, right things that, you know, which I'll be, a lot of people are like, well, why do you hate, you know, hate Kirk so much not to get into that whole story, but I understand football is a business but how could you sit there at an end of the year event, literally a couple days after your last game of the season and know that there's kids there and say the things that you're saying, knowing damn good and well, you weren't staying here. You were heading on out. So you gave these kids hope for no reason. And so from that point forward, and is he the only one to ever do that? No, it just so happens that I already had my personal opinions about him, and it just made it worse. Right. So again, like I said, I could be wrong because Brandon was all nice on the camera. He actually talked, you know, I see him as a introvert, right? Is that right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I see him as a very quiet guy. He likes to hunt. He stays to himself. He doesn't, you know, he, he's, he's just a quiet guy. But when, when you see him, when they're on an interview, I mean, super friendly makes you feel like he wants to be here. I just don't think he does because if he did, I feel like a contract would have been signed a while ago. They've offered him a ton of money. I know they have. He and he turned it down. He doesn't want it. And so 
that tells me you're just you're here for the ride and when it's your time to ride out peace and i think that's what he's gonna do it actually doesn't offend me i don't like the idea of paying him 16 17 million dollars at his position anyway so uh i hope it doesn't i i think i do think they'll make one more attempt to give him some some real money with whatever he wants outs at the end or whatever it is uh because i will assume and we'll get to offensive line next week but i would assume that Cosme's going to start at right tackle and to be able to have an all pro next to him i think they probably feel like that's important and yeah it would, be nice, it would be nice to not have like a a whole youth movement on one side yeah you know the thing with me with, with him though is is the injuries have been a concern and yes you know what i mean and not to to say that he is not great at his position because he is but it's not a dime a dozen position. You can find younger guys too to fill in that role. I'm not going to compare and say one's going to be better than the other, but I I don't know. You know, it just the injuries were very annoying. And then to me, when I feel like you're not on the field 100% and yet you still want more money for what, you know, but that's the way that, you know, the business works and, <clears throat> excuse me and, and it is what it is but um i feel like ron's cheap too in a good way oh uh, they've been yes they've been pleasantly frugal yep and so and bruce was but he was frugal on the wrong guys right i mean he didn't they didn't spend a ton of money under bruce he just didn't know how to spend it correct he didn't spend These it in guys the are getting like charles leno's base is like a million and a half this year yep. you know same thing with McCain. So if McCain doesn't work out, I mean, they could just move him out. No problem. Right. Yeah. So. And that's, that's why I say, you know, Ron's cheap. So do they extend the contract? You know, maybe, maybe they do. I, I wouldn't call that crazy, but I just, uh, I think it's going to be a different story come next season. You think Jay-Z is going to end up buying a piece of the team? You <laughs> see this thing? Is that a intention? You? you know, I mean, I don't really have an opinion either way other than if he does cool, because you know what I think it's going to bring, you know, there's a lot of flavor in the, you know, DMV, you know, there's a oh, lot yeah. of cult, there's a lot of culture there. And, you know, that's what Jay-Z is going to bring is some, you know, a, a, another, another type of culture that I think people feel like that they can relate to. So if it does happen, I think it could be a great thing, you know, as far as partnership, I see no issues with it at all. You know, Jay Z's yeah, king. Jay Z's yeah. king in my eyes. So no doubt, the NFL bring the just loaned Danny uh, another two hundred million to get all those stakes. So I'm sure they can uh, find a way to to encourage him to add a minority owner. Yep. Uh, Keith, tell the folks where to find you. What you got coming up next? Well, uh, man, I don't know what I have. I don't even know if I'm coming or going now at this point. I like this week for you. It has like, I, I'm going to have to literally do what my wife does and start pulling out a planner and writing stuff down. But, uh, we, uh, you know, of course on the bleeding Bo- uh, burgundy podcast, we, uh, record on Tuesday nights and try to drop it out. So, um, that there, you know, we got to catch up to all you guys, man, you guys are getting some great interviewees and we're over here just playing around impersonating people. So, uh, we got to quit doing that and, and get a little serious too, but uh, we got that going on on Tuesday nights and 
uh, uh, now, you know, with you, anytime you need me to come on and, and, and help, uh, help you out, you know, I'm here for you as always. Yeah. And, uh, other than that, you can find me on Twitter, KG skins 26 and, uh, let's go on for the ride and have a good time. All right, buddy. Appreciate you. We'll see you next time. Absolutely, Doug. I appreciate you.